Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the SWB podcast, the first edition of Joe and I trying to get sweaty with some rankings. You want to say hi, Joe? Hey, Dom. Hey, everybody. There you go. Thanks for all that dead air. You ruined the intro already. So anyways, uh, Joe and I, we're going to we're going to try to do maybe semi by annually weekends of some top 12, top 24 rankings here uh, by position. Uh, tonight, we're going to start with some running backs because that's what you guys are here for. There's only so many. You better get them if you don't want to do your homework. Better get them. Get at me. Uh, but, you know, me and Joe are going to pick each other's brains and see uh, – See what he thinks inside the top 12. Get your notepads out, fellas. I'm about to give you your, your picks for the 2020 draft. Down, I'm writing down everything Joe's going to do, so I remember to upbid them. Take notes, boys. Tom's always taking advantage. If you guys really believe this James is how Cotter, I'm sorry, Joe. Please. So he's, my, not, he's not even a bust. He was a bust last year. He can't be a bust two years in a row. The other guy that was supposed to fill in for him, Joe told him about me. I got him. Let's get this show on the road. Let's get this started. Uh, so let's start off. One, one, two, three, any order. How do you want to give it, Joe? See if you differ from me. I think we're probably going to be on the same page. And if if the 10 other owners aren't on the same page as us, I think they have probably a screw loose in their head. You probably get out of the league. But how could you not pick Christian McCaffrey at the one? Can we agree? I mean, do we need even talk need to talk about that, or do you have somebody else at the one? I have someone else one because you're just a sheep, Joe. No, please. Back. There's nope. no such thing as regression there. No Teddy Bridgewater. Back. No healthy. running back is gonna go number one RB two years in a row. It just doesn't happen. Adrian Peterson. How quickly we forget? You forget, and I look at the guy. This dude's young. He's got young legs. He's been first overall pick. I mean, I'm not telling you. I made highest. Him, I'm not saying I have him ranked number eight, but, you know, he's number two for me. Okay, well, he's one for me. Who's your two? You know, the guy who burned me this year, the guy I spent 64 Saquon Barkley? unadmitted dollars to while I was going to check on Chase. There's a reason why I, almost, why I bought him last year, and there's a good reason why I'll probably buy him again this year. I think he's, he's not even back. in my top three down. I think Daniel. I think Daniel Jones kind of messed him up there middle of the year. Nobody was respecting Daniel Jones as a ball slinger, and uh, I'm expecting him to find his lanes again this year. I mean, he's a stud. He's a workhorse. You already know that. I mean, last year could have been called his sophomore blues, sophomore slumps, but I think the New York Giants knew that that season was going down the toilet anyway, so they might as well salvage him and keep him somewhat healthy. Um, and baby him and also let Daniel Jones kind of get comfortable back there. So, yeah, he's definitely going to bounce back. I just don't have him as top three for me. I'm just not going to write him off. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, Barkley, McCaffrey, my number two, and uh, Zeke's going to be my number three this year. And Zeke's my two. All right, Joe, so where do you got uh... – who do you got at your three? So the three is the question mark here. I got Derrick Henry. I mean, you, you've you seen his calves. You've seen his arms. Tannehill signed his contract. I mean, this team's going to be pushing forward, bro. This dude's a stud. It's just, I, think you're a fan, I think you're a fantasy let me, counselor let me get, sheep. Let me give you an SED real quick, okay? 
Derrick Henry out of top, even the top four running backs we just named, he's the fourth best running back as far as with a blocking, um, a blocking team in the NFL. So they did like a bunch of stats, these SEDs that I was looking at and yards per carry. Uh, they're ranked fourth on that list. And I think the saints were first overall, uh, obviously the saints will get probably talk about Kumar a little bit later and why he's probably successful. But um, out of those four running backs, we just mentioned the Tennessee Titans have the best offensive line, according to the SEDs. Okay. No, I mean, I, I mean, I can't sit here and tell you wrong. I mean, these are your rankings. I mean, I could tell you that I've got Derek at number seven on my ranking. Uh, I equate most of that to his lack of pass catching work as a running back. Cause you know how fast those points can add up. If you can, if you can catch the ball and you can run 20 yards, you know, that that's more valuable than a guy who, you know, what are you doing out there on third and long? You're pass blocking. Everybody You're knows feeding that. it to him. You're pass blocking. You feed it no to one's him. Looking, no one's looking at Derrick Henry on third and long. He took David G. Rizzo to the promised land. Okay. You don't let you don't let Evan Kamara just, you know, shimmy on by you and go, Oh look, he's not gonna block me. I'm he's gonna a, get to the quarterback. A, have you seen that guy? guy's gonna be have you gone, watched the though. game where he's ran the ball? Guy's gonna be I've seen him run the ball. He'd run Saquon Barkley over. And I don't want to admit it, but I will. But I was a huge Derrick Henry advocate his first two years. I drafted him both times. I'm like, there's no way Deion Lewis is still going to get carries away from this guy. Look at him. And for two and a half years, they refused to give Derrick Henry the ball. And now the guy's a monster. Just like I thought he was. Let's go to four. Uh, four. I got Saquon Barkley there for myself. but okay, so I get- I've already told you why. And I just touched on Kamara. I got Kamara mostly because of his uh, passing down ability. So, you know, he might not lay out the block on third and long, but if he rubs his defender and gets out towards the sidelines, we've seen it plenty of times. He's housed it. So I yeah, like him there. I've got Kumara a little bit later. I actually have him at 10 this year. Ooh. Dropped him back a little bit. Um you think I mean, look, he's got Breeze. Breeze stays healthy. You got Michael Thomas. He's going to be hitting over the middle. That opens things up. Uh, Breeze also uh, is, I guess, Breeze is more like a Baker Mayfield that releases that ball quick, but he's got the offensive line to protect him because he's an old man. He's got to stay protective, so that opens the game up with a little a dump pass to Kamara. And he's also got some skill at, at just running the ball, too, when things are open up because guys are typically dropping back. Uh, and coverage because Breeze is such a, a passing threat quarterback. So yeah, Kumara is going to be a top ten running back. I just don't have him in my top top Are you half of that. Kumara, like Whatever. Kumbaya, Kumbaya, my lord. It's Kamara. Kamara, come on, man. Okay, uh, my number six. I got Dalvin Cook. We're at five. I'm, Hold on, homie. My, that was my five. Kamara was my five. Who's your four? One, two, three. Oh no, Kamara was my four. Okay, who's your five? Five is my five is Dalvin Cook. Okay, well, tell me why is your five? Uh, just the offense, the Minnesota offense. They are run heavy. They've always been run heavy. They want to run the ball. 
They want Dalvin Cook to run the ball. They do not want Kirk Cousins throwing the ball. They got rid of Stefan Diggs so they didn't have to worry about throwing him the ball because they don't want to do it. So they'll just have Thielen running slot routes and Cook running the ball up the middle, and that's what they want their offense to be. Very boring. They didn't like Diggs going out there going, you throw the ball to me four times, I'm going to put 100 yards in the touchdown up every week. So they got rid of him. Yeah, Cook uh, finished fifth last year in overall fantasy points in our league. And uh, not to mention he missed two games, I think, due to injury. So, granted, he plays those two extra games, stays healthy. He's probably top three running back last year. Um, I actually have Dalvin Cook as seven. I have him dropping off a little bit just because of the receiver situation. They obviously had two threats there last year. I know they picked up somebody in the first round, but unless he, you know, that first round pick, makes a significant difference. I think they're going to key on Dalvin a little bit more. So I think he's going to regress, uh, regress a little bit. So right. I got him dropping back a little bit. Actually, the more I look at it, I, I'm actually wondering how I put Cook in front of Henry, but I think it was just kind of the offense. And I think if you look at it from a quarterback perspective, I would take Kirk Cousins over Tannehill at this point, just because I'm not fully sold on the uh, – Tannehill, but you'll find that out next week in our QB rankings. You ready for my five? Yeah. To our, for all our viewers? Are you ready for it? Yeah. I hope it's, it's Nick, one. Of, I hope it's a guy on your hat, not your shirt, Joe. It's, it's Nick Chubb. I got him at five. I mean, everybody knows what the Browns did this offseason with their offensive line. Um, they got a tight end, too. That's a big threat. It's just going to open up the game more. Chubb could have been a top three running back, but Let's not forget Kareem Hunt's in the backfield. Let's not um, forget the seven goal line carries he had against Buffalo, and he got negative two yards. Yeah, and I mean, listen, Chubb's going to be a top five running back this year. Granted, he stays healthy because the Browns have to have a successful season this year or they're starting over again because they have so much talent around them. And after last year's letdown, it, this is it. It's either now or they're going to go back to – finding another quarterback so and then by that by that time Chubb Chubb? will be over where do you got Chubb number 10 that's sad I got Chubb in the back I've I've, I'm starting to I'm starting to listen to the counselor a little bit I think he knows what he's talking about yeah what's he saying about Chubb don't be a sheep because there's Kareem Hunt's back there Kareem Hunt's not even gonna Kareem Hunt outscored Nick Chubb in eight of six games or six of eight games they played in PPR. Well, we, going uh, on, we moving on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, move on. I already told you after. Who do you got six? We're at six. Six, six is Derrick Henry. Okay, so I'll just talk because we all know about Derrick Henry already. Six, um, I've got Josh Jacobs from Oakland. And um, I had him it's last Las year. Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Las Vegas this year. If that's Welcome to the NFL, ever done. Joe. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Josh Jacobs suffered a significant injury last year. He was actually injured, I think, eight weeks out of the season. He ended up not playing three or four of those games and still a top 16 running back. So I think he was averaging around 15 points a week. You do the math, if he plays those three or four games he missed out, he's easily a top 10, if not even higher. So um, this is his sophomore year, Vegas. You know Vegas has got their hands in on something. They're going to have to put a team out there to produce, and it's probably fixed. We all know that. So expect big things from Josh Josh Jacobs. 
Um, I'm on the opposite side with Josh Jacobs. I've got him down at 12. I actually hate him. I wish I could put him farther down, um, but I won't due to workload. I don't think the production's going to be there this year. Uh, I'm just not. I'm not in on the whole Vegas team right now. Any of those guys? They showed you what they wanted. Well, to you do better they, be. It's all about showed, entertainment. They showed you what they City. wanted to do when they drafted another quarterback in the first round or another wide receiver in the first round this year. But they needed one. They got him. Antonio Brown gone. Ammo oh. tried to sell you what's his name all year with his with his three targets a game. I don't even know who he is. Who they Nobody gets. knows Did who they he get, was. They get C.D. Lamb or – no, they took Rugg. They just took the fastest guy. They took Henry Rugg, who's actually considered – This the, opens it up even more. And they got he Darren was considered Waller. the third best wide receiver on his own team at Alabama, and they took him first wide receiver off the board. It's John Gruden, okay? Let, let's be realistic here. The guy won a Super Bowl with Warren Sapp. So let's move on to seven. Who do you got at seven? Seven, uh, this is Aaron Jones for me. Uh, I like I like Green Bay. I like their offense. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is still going to move the ball around this year. And Aaron Jones proved last year that when he's given the full workload and even the, you know, the trust in his quarterback to throw him the ball, he was productive in all aspects, including the red zone. I think he – I think he led all all running backs in touchdowns, in total touchdowns, with an astronomical amount. But I don't expect him to get there. But he's still going to be a vital part of Rodgers, Adams, and Jones are you know going to be the only guys moving the balls around. Yeah, I don't even have Aaron Jones in my top twelve. I see uh, some regression here. I think he's a top twenty running back. Don't get me wrong, but I think. Green Bay is getting a little shaken up right now. A lot of Aaron Rodgers rumors. I think there's going to be some diversity over there, and I don't see Aaron Jones doing what he did last year. So, like, he's not my top 12. Um, my number seven is actually Dalvin Cook, and I kind of went over why he's a top top 12 running back. So, we I mean, can move kinda, on to eight. It's kind of low for him, but the consensus had Dalvin Cook at number four, if you're wondering. The cheapest. Uh, we are at eight. This is where it kind of gets, kind of gets silly, I guess. Uh, I got Joe Mixon. I know he finished the year off really hot last year. Uh, he was one of the top running backs after the bye week they had. Uh, also, Cincinnati was kind of in a weird mode where I think they were tanking for Joe Burrows. So even if they were down two touchdowns in the second half, they were still like, just give Mixon the ball, and they let the. They let him run the ball a lot more in the second half of the season than they did in the first half of the season. So I don't know what's going on there, but I like to think with the addition of Burrow, uh, they picked up that wide receiver Higgins, and they're going to get A.J. Green back, and they still got Tyler Boyd, and they got John Ross at third. I think this offense is going to want to be explosive, and everybody knows it starts with the run game. Yeah, I don't have Mixon in my top 12. Um, however, I think with the addition of um, Joe Burrow, that's going to open things up and make it a little bit easier for him. So he's definitely a top 20 running back, maybe in a top 15, right on that border there. But I had uh, – here's like a little curveball for everybody at eight, Leonard Fournette. Um, a lot of people were questioning him last year, but he actually finished ninth 
in statistics. So I have them moving up one spot this year because I think there's going to be a little bit more consistency with those young receivers. And then positive progression for a guy who touches the ball 200 times, you should get more than two touchdowns. He doesn't, he he averages like 15 carries a day game. Um, He had to have averaged more than that. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I looked at it. He was like a 20 touch back. So 20 touch. He's like 15, maybe 18 max. But here's another stat for you. That's SCDs I followed on uh, Leonard Fournette. He is the fourth highest targeted running back in the league. So I see him moving up a spot with some consistency with Minshew and the other uh, two receivers. What is it? Dwayne Westbrook and uh, DJ even, even with or whatever. Even with the uh, – they declined his fifth-year option – they tried to trade him before the draft. There's yeah, he's no, now he needs to get his money. This is it. This no is a big year. They're going to sit him. And let's talk about his climate he's playing in in Jacksonville. Okay, well, he's got eight games in the warm climate, not to mention he goes to Indianapolis for a game. He's, that's in a dome. I mean, who else they got down there in that division? Houston? There's another warm Houston's climate. So It's a dome. Yeah, I mean, he, the kid's playing 12, 13 games on turf and warm weather. This is a great pick. He's going to finish in top 10 for sure. And I have him, I think, what do I have him at? Uh, eight here. So I have Fournette at 17. Wow. I hope we are drafting together this year. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I look at the offense and it doesn't blow me away. So I'm not going to hook myself to a running back. And, you know, unless I need the production. Minshew scored more points than Aaron Rodgers on your fantasy team last year, Dom. Yeah. That didn't stop Aaron Jones. Please, dude. Anyways, we're Joe, you start this one. You're at number nine. Yeah, this one's another crew. You know, my eight through twelve are, like you said, a little bit probably different than most guys for a number of reasons. But um my number nine is Clyde Edwards, uh, the first running back that was taken by the Kansas City Chiefs this year. I see him from an NCAA championship moving into a Super Bowl football team. I'm not saying he's the best running back in the draft, but I'm saying he's the best running back that went to the best football team in the draft. I mean, you've got an all-star tight end, all-star quarterback, all-star receivers. I mean, it's just like if you've got any, any talent, any running back could have went there and been successful. Um, But you're saying he's first round talent or early second round talent. And if you look at the numbers as far as what he did in college, I know there was two running backs that got drafted that have higher yards, uh, J.K. Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor uh, from Wisconsin had more rushing yards in him. But all the running backs that got drafted this year in 2020, he actually had the most targets, you know, as as a running back out of the backfield from LSU. And he had like 500 yards receiving out of the backfield. So don't tell me Mahomes isn't going to want to just dump it off to him. So, yeah, he's going to have a successful year. Another he's a top Kareem, 10. You're saying another Kareem 2.0? Possibly. All right. So he's my nine. I've got Edwards down at 18 right behind Farnett. So it looks like your 8, 9, 10 looks just like my 18, 19, 20. Coming from um, the guy who drafted Josh Jacobs last year, a rookie? That's nice. I – I drafted Kareem Hunt his rookie year in the third round. Oh, yeah? How many Bless. rings do you have to show for that? I'm just Let's saying, roll on. Anybody can find him, but I ain't going to take him in a second That's round. why they need to listen. Chase, if you're out there, t- you might want to press rewind on that. All right. My number, my number nine, uh, I'm starting to get on the Miles Sanders hype train for Philadelphia. Uh, if Philadelphia isn't looking to add – uh, Carlos Hyde, as the rumors uh, Who do you have? Say. Sanders, you said? 
Miles Sanders. Is he still in the NFL after his freshman year? He's only a sophomore, or is he? Yeah, he's sophomore slumps. We forget what those are. He could sophomore slump, or he could finally get uh, who's over there, Doug Marone or whatever his fucking guy, the head coaches, quit running four running backs a game. Because when they didn't have any, and they had to use Miles Sanders, uh, you can ask this year's owner of Miles Sanders. He was a game changer there the last couple weeks of the year. Uh, he was another guy who finished in the top five running backs for the last uh, six or eight weeks of the season. So kind of just riding some momentum with Miles Sanders. And he, he, he comes from the same, you know, he's a Saquon Barkley type. Not a, not a Saquon Barkley talent, but he is that type. Uh, he kind of can do it all. And you kind of just, you need to give him the freedom to do it. It was a shuffle pass. Carson Wentz did shuffle pass to Sanders in the first round of the playoffs last year. That costed me my win against Mike Kiefer. Make sure everybody is aware of that. Um, uh, so you already gave us your nine? Yep, I gave us your nine. We're on ten, and I'm going to let you do ten because my ten is Alvin – Kamara. Oh, my ten's Nick Chubb. So we already went over that. Damn, that's a. Are you trying to like throw? Not tell the league about Nick Chubb. You think you're going to give a chance at him? So you're going to tell everyone he's ten? Yeah, that's what Please, I did. Tell. I put on this whole podcast. Chris, Am- Chris Ammo, Robbie Larichia. They're that's the seventy dollar running back to them. Other way. They could have him for seventy. Yeah, right, dude. I'm I'm gonna spend seventy dollars on a rookie running back from Ohio State because that's where I want to put my money. Uh, we're at 11 11 uh this is this is a guy that the the consheepists are kind of off they got him at 15 i've got him at 11 chris carson you're a, you're a seattle fan so i mean that's that's a no-brainer but go ahead tell me why i'm a 12th man i'm a 12th man ever since russell wilson got there or 13th man whatever it is no 12 uh Chris Carson, Seattle, they run the ball. Russell Wilson makes it so they can run the ball. Very effective. Um, I know they got Rashard Penny, who was also taking away from a lot of Chris Carson's uh, carries there midseason before he had a terrible injury, like an ACL injury or something. But uh, Seattle's coach, what's it, Pete? Carroll. Pete Carroll, he wants to run the ball. Marshawn Lynch, they want to run the ball. You know, ever since well, that they're Super Bowl, a physical football team, everybody knows that. Right. They're going to run the ball, and they're going to let Especially Russell win the home. game. Fans so, are I mean, crazy there. Chris Carson's another one of those running backs where he might not be as sexy as, you know, Barkley or McCaffrey or Elliott, but he gets the ball just as much as anybody else. Uh, I think he was – Second or third in 100-yard games last year behind Chubb and Henry with, like, seven games of over 100 yards. Uh, And Chris Carson also did see 20% of the passing work. So, you know, he was was very involved in that too. So he got the goal line work. I said I liked him. I was really happy with what I got him for last year. and I think if somebody gets him again this year, they won't be disappointed unless Richard Penny comes back and he's fully recovered off of an ACL injury and 
they go back to trying to work him in. But I think Chris Carson finishes again as an RB1 this year. You ready for my RB1 at 11? Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, the Indianapolis Colts. This is your next Saquon Barkley. This dude is big and physical. I think he's going to a great organization. I mean, Rivers is obviously going to be a gunslinger and open things up for him. I'd have him higher if Marlon Mack wasn't there. So it's going to take a few weeks for him to get the ball to be the number one. But by the end of the year, he'll be a top 10 running back. And I have him actually at 11. So I've got Jonathan Taylor at number 26. So he's just out of RB2 territory. But like you said, if he gets a starting position, I would definitely move him up. But uh, I think also they're saying that the the Colts, outside of I think their game against Baltimore, they've got a pretty easy schedule the first three or four games. So it might take Taylor a little more time to – SCDs has them the, as the weakest strength of schedule. So that's another factor in there where they'll be able to work him in a little bit more and get him comfortable. But Maybe some garbage time carries, but – you know, like He'll be saying, up there. He'll be an RB1 top 12 guy for sure. All right. I'm not saying he's not going to be the starting back by the end of the year, but if I'm looking for overall value right now, you know, you don't want to start off 0-4 because you're trying to get Mac out there. Or you're trying to get Taylor in your starting lineup when Mac's going to carry the ball 15 times a game. Uh, so my number 12, I've already, I've already mentioned this, is Josh Jacobs. Not crazy about him, but I will give him his respect from what he did last year uh, and keep him as an RB1 this year. And I really – I mean, I don't have much to say about that Vegas team. I don't I don't buy into the hype. There's a reason Antonio Brown didn't want to be there. My 12 is Todd Gurley from the Atlanta Falcons. Everybody's always worried about his workload, his injuries. Um, let's just look at last year. Jared Goff was pathetic. That team actually went from, you know, a Super Bowl contender the year before to just complete garbage, if you ask me. Um, not to mention Gurley was still f- fourth in total snaps for running backs, according to the SEDs. So he's on the field playing. So I'm not really worried about an injury for him, but he's going to a better football team, a better offensive line. He's going to a better offense in general um, with Matty Ice and, and the Atlanta Falcons need to make a move and a push. And I think they've got the running back that they need to, to make that push on offense. So I think Gurley last year ended up finishing um, a top 15 for sure running back. I see him yeah. being a top 12 because he goes to a better offense. Yeah, he still got he still got his touchdowns last year, even though his overall production was down. Uh, I'm a little off of Gurley, not completely. I have him at 16, so four spots past you. Um, some of the guys I have right in front of Gurley, though, are Austin Eckler, David Johnson, Kenyon Drake. David think, Johnson? Kenyon Drake? I think all those guys – I think all those guys are going to get majority of their workloads, and I'm not as – outside of David Johnson, who I only have one spot in front of Gurley, uh, it really comes down to injury between those two. But I think Drake and Eckler also 
I did, I just think they have better roles carved out for them with their prospective teams. Because again, I'm not crazy about teams uh, running back switching teams here, especially outside of their prime of their careers. So let's get the good stuff. Who is your? You want my? You want my? Well, who's your sleeper sleep? as of today? Your your Which, sleep. It doesn't have to be a rookie. It could be any anybody. My who's sleeper? your sleeper? My sleeper, I think, is going to be. Let me scroll on down here. I do like J.K. Dobbins with the Baltimore Ravens, rookie running back of Iowa, out of Ohio State. Um, I'm expecting them to want to use him more than they use Mark Ingram. I think that uh, he's going to bring another option to that defense where Mark Ingram's couldn't, maybe because of lack of speed or age or explosiveness. I think when he gets on the field with uh, whatever that kid's name is, Lamar Jackson, I think that they're going to be able to really make it even tougher for defenses. Because I think when defenses had gotten comfortable covering Lamar Jackson because they weren't super worried about Mark Ingram. I know Mark Ingram made him pay for it a little bit, but I think on the outside chance that they're not going to be as uh, lenient in their cover of J.K. Dobbins when he's on the field. Yeah, I actually have him as my sleeper as well. Even though half our league went to Ohio State, he's not really a sleeper. Like you said, Ingram's getting only getting older. Um, Lamar and J.K. could be a serious threat for the next three or four years. So, um, yeah, I, I could see him being a top 20 running back all day, your biggest sleeper on the board. Well, I guess if he's not a sleeper since everybody knows about him now, you got another one for us, Joe? I mean, I practically gave you one with uh, Jonathan Taylor, and, and I'll just correlate that into my biggest bust, uh, Mac from the Indianapolis Colts. And he's the biggest bust because he was a top 20 running back last year. Everybody knows that statistically. So when you look at all the running backs and their performances, who's going to have the, the most significant drop? drop off and I see that being Mac just because Jonathan Taylor is going to take a lot of his time up um, people could say David Johnson and James Conner those guys are bust but they were bust last year I mean I had them both so they're not really they can't be a bust two years in a row if you draft them and overpay for them so um, another bust I guess would be uh, what's Detroit's running back Johnson Carrying. Uh, Carry on Johnson. I, I see Swift being possibly a sleeper. So Kieran Johnson would be a bust as well, even though he just he really wasn't a tier two running back, if you ask me last year. But I see that Swift being the, the RB1 there, but I don't see Swift being a top 15 run, you know, 15 running back. My bust. My bust is gonna be it's going to be Melvin Gordon. I think he's a big name, and people are going to think that this is the Melvin Gordon of the Los Angeles Chargers and the Philip Rivers style Melvin Gordon. He's going into a very bland, you know, still semi-rookie quarterback in Drew Locke, who only played five games last year. Uh, he's going to be sharing a lot of time with Philip Lindsay, who he's going to have to prove that he is – that much better than for the money they paid him to come in when they had Philip Lindsay for, for free 
as a free agent running back. Uh, so either either Denver's trying to get away from Lindsay, or they just think that Gordon's going to bring something. But uh, I still think they have too many questions with that with that young quarterback to you know really have an offense that's going to sustain the type of Melvin Gordon numbers that he's used to and that fantasy owners are used to. So I think Melvin Gordon, you know, he's going to fall down there in the range of David Montgomery type of uh, production. That's, that's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, Montgomery was Montgomery was a rookie last year playing on a bad Chicago team. Um, I think – and he was also losing a lot of the passing downs to Tyreek Cohen. But I just don't see Melvin Gordon being first round, second round value – that Melvin Gordon usually is. Uh, one of my other buzz, you know, besides Le'Veon Bell, would have to be any running back for the Patriots. You know, you can look at uh, who it was it uh, James James White and Sonia Michelle. I don't see much value in either one of those guys. Uh, in either one of the roles, you know, White was, he was crazy productive last year in passing downs with an aging quarterback. Uh, and I don't think Sonny Michelle is going to get much work between the tackles with whoever the Patriots have as, as their QB this year. I think that whole offense changes in New England. So it may they may go run heavy just to get out of the games quicker, keep that ball, you know, keep that clock running. So maybe Sonny Michelle is, has a little bit of value there, but. Yeah, he might get the work, but like I said, I don't think the production is going to be there. And if. It's going to be a bad year for that team. And if, if Belichick is going to keep up his style, they've changed running backs a lot, just like Philadelphia. Uh, you know, they'll run four running backs a game, just depending on the play or the scheme. So I don't see much value in any of the Patriots running backs. So those were our busts and our sleepers and our top 12. Our top 12, it went pretty well. Um, you know, we'll try to do these, you know, every week, every other week, maybe just to make them last a little bit. Uh, if any of you guys listening have questions that, you know, or you want to dispute something here, you know, let us know. Uh, maybe we'll get you on the show. Maybe we'll read some live tweets. Uh, maybe you guys can come over to the man cave, hang out. I got TVs. <laughs> Joe's just got that flickering light in his background. But, uh, so yeah, that was it. You know, this is how we're going to try to do these for a little bit. Like I said, any input's good input, unless it's Chase's. God bless the SWB Fantasy Football League and your families. God bless and people. We'll we'll hear you. We'll hear you throughout the week. And until next time, stay fresh. I love you. And sanitized. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>